Blog Talk Radio. Party. I'm on yours, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Happy Friday. Happy hot, rainy Friday. Mm, depending on where you are, yeah. Yeah, that's true. For some of us, it's hot. For some of us, it's rainy. And for some of us, it's both. Ooh, how you doing tonight, Papa Didi? Everything's cool. All right. Got a lot to cover tonight. So. All right, Carol, how are you doing? I can't complain. How about you guys? Mm-hmm. Fabulous, darling. Fabulous. Just flew in from the Riviera, so. Oh, the wine. Was, <laughs> the wine was good. The women were there. Yes. It was fabulous. <laughs> Life mm-hmm. is fabulous. Everything is fabulous. All right. What you got for us tonight, Papa Didi? Let's get it. Kick it off. Uh, i tell you what. Um, the first subject we want to kick around is uh, in reference to the uh, foreseeable election coming up on the Republican side of things. Now, just just one roundtable discussion on things. If you notice, if you watch the debate, how people were still in the uh, aspect of um, still kissing Trump's butt, so to speak. And I think that's all because they want their particular votes and whatever that goes. But what I don't understand is what because America is so blind, especially that side of America, why doesn't everybody just, you know, take a break and, and try to make these uh, people go for what they need to go for in their own generation going forward? You know, everybody wants to go along with Trump and get the the bungle, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like the bungle deal. If I convince people to come on my side, I can get, you know, Trump's followers. But... Why do you want Trump's followers? Just to make an example, and I'm going to kick it around to y'all. Does uh, Beyonce want uh, Taylor Swift's followers? And does Taylor Swift want Beyonce's followers? Or does Lizzo need either one of their followers? Mm -hmm. These people need, you know, Stevie Wonder has his own followers. Earth, Wind & Fire, uh, Mary J. Blige. They have their own followers. And what I understand is that these, these people are like, they're so busy trying to stay connected. And what I saw in that debate was just a, a, a bunch of punk-ass moves where everybody is still kissing Trump's ass like he has some type of, uh, 
you know, stronghold on something. I could see if he was a Martin Luther King or Malcolm X, where what he was saying is making a difference or, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's serving a whole race of people and things like that. But he's serving a whole race but for another reason. But uh, so what do y'all think about the way these Republicans are, are kissing ass and trying to hold on to something where they should be trying to, well, I or should have, they be I trying to do their own thing? What do you think? I have a response in terms of the why. I think they're going for what they see as built-in numbers, similar to the way that some politicians take the black vote for granted. They see it as a built-in block of voters, block of numbers. So if they can convince a quote-unquote black folks to vote for them, they think all black folks will vote. Yeah, we know why they're doing it. Wait, oh, well, so you, you mentioned go, the why. Yeah, but no, 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 no. I think no, that's why. They I just think want that built-in I don't mean the why. We know okay. why. I'm saying, do you think they should be doing this? Is this the way you know, to build your base? Because everybody says the Trump base, the Trump base. But when is DeSantis going to try to make it the DeSantis base? Or to, or to Chris, what are you going to do to make a difference to get the people that are on the fence or maybe pull over a few Democrats or whatever. What are you going to do to make it? That's that's what I'm saying. As oh. far as them going in another direction to make their self stand out. That's why I said when it comes to diff- different uh, singers and, and people like that. Well, they you know. definitely need to. I think that's part of the struggle. I think a lot of them don't really have what I see as a real position. So it's like you don't really have anything real to stand on. So what are you offering to people? What are you offering to people to say, follow me and, you know, fill in the blank. Follow me and I will bring you this or I will do that. So many of them are so busy fighting to say uh, Trump this, Trump that, or they're pointing fingers at each other like I saw on the debate. They're so busy fighting each other. I really did not hear much at all of what are each, what is each individual person bringing to the Republican table? And I think that's part of the problem. They don't really stand for much of anything. It's just a bunch of yap, yap, blah, blah, blah. But in the, in the end of it, what are you really saying that you're going to do different? Hmm. So that's what I'm hearing. I, I think mean, that's the problem. That's you stand for nothing, you you can't bring anything. That's why they're trying to get on the Trump bandwagon exactly. and pick up seventy five million exactly. votes automatically. Because it's all, all built right. in, it's right there. And those people, you know, are kind of brain dead anyway. So if yeah. if you can convince them that I'm just like Trump, just looking different, so follow me. Hmm. You know, you had people saying if Trump was in jail they would still support Trump. Yeah. So that's how brain dead these people are. Uh, so what do you think, Kim? I I don't know. It's it's just all complicated. It's just crazy. Um, I'm kind of agreeing with you, Red Wine. You know, they're just jumping on the bandwagon to get those votes. Um, you know, I, I'm just still trying to understand why all these people trying to get to that position. I guess it's it's all about money and power. I guess. But you know, a lot of them are not going to make it. I mean, you got you got ten people running, and out of those ten people, one or two may survive. So why are they even running anyway? It's just I, I don't get it. I'm just I'm just lost in the sauce. 
I just don't get it. I really don't. No, but that's a good question. You know, for the ones who have not even a ghost of a chance, why are you still in it? Spending people's money, Hmm. raising money to blow money on a campaign that is going nowhere. Yeah, I did see some stuff out there that night that really, nobody had anything going on. The guy from South Carolina, I mean, uh, from South Dakota, he kept talking about his small towns and I'm small, small town, I'm normal, you know, and then you had um, Tim Scott, you know, he yeah, was talking about, he tried. he's talking about, you know, the single parent thing, he's trying to, he wearing a six hundred. He wearing a six hundred dollar suit, and somehow how he came up with a single parent and all, and, and <laughs> want us to think that he still goes to the hood, you yeah. know. With, really, yeah, okay, brother. Trying to be humble. Yeah, humble voice wise, but once you reach senator level, you got a staff and every damn thing. But anyway, look, but, have, uh, you, have you rolled his sleeves up yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's you know he's on a. Like I said, but uh, we're going to get into that a little later. Uh, but, uh, Kat, what we got going on tonight? Do you want to give us a rundown, if you don't mind, please? Go ahead, Kat. Uh, sure. We're to work already. Uh, all right. Uh-huh. I'm still here. Well, you want to pay, right? Come on. What you got? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it really wins my check. Uh huh. Um, Your check is in the mail. All right, in focus. The march on Washington reaches a 60th anniversary. Wow, I was Mm. just one, what, two years old when this happened. Also, Mm. Chicago Mm. filed lawsuit against Kia, the car company, and what's happening in the Republican politics? Our cocktail of the week. Got a pretty good one for you tonight. What's popping with Papa Didi? Of course, he has something spectacular for us tonight. Our weird news, we have to lighten it up. Jersey officials seek flying suspects following wildfire outage. Also, Toronto Zoo asked guests to please stop showing gorillas their cell phones. And Israel uh, restaurant, Israeli restaurant serves chocolate ice cream in the most disgusting way possible. Okay. I'm just saying with red wine, living for the city with Papa Didi. My Hollywood wrap-up, the kiss it list, and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with In Focus. You're in tune to the Late Night Adult Pajama Party right here on Blog Talk Radio. This is a production of DC Homegrown Entertainment. To share your opinion with the Pajama Party crew, call us on 914-803-4306 and press 1. If you'd rather just listen in, you can still call us and listen on your phone, or you can listen online by going to our website, www.apajamaparty.com, and clicking the Listen banner in the top right corner. So join the conversation and let us know what you think about tonight's topics or whatever is on your mind. Okay, who turned the lights off? Call us now, 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. One, your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, we're going to go right into In Focus. 
And I've got the first one on the March on Washington. Let's talk about that. I'm hoping the weather will cooperate, but that's going to be happening tomorrow in Washington, D.C. Civil rights leaders are set to hold the 60th anniversary of the March on Washington tomorrow at the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C., amid ongoing fears that the nation is going backwards on racial equity and voting rights, even as the country becomes more diverse. On August 28, 1963, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. delivered his famous I Have a Dream speech from the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. That same spot will be the focal point of this anniversary gathering, which is being organized by Martin Luther King III, Al Sharpton, Andrew Young, and other members of Martin Luther King Jr.'s family. The organizers are describing it as not a commemoration, but a continuation. And the hashtag MOW60 intends to serve as the response to what its organizers are viewing as a systemic loss of rights for black people, Latino immigrants, women, the LGBT plus community, and those of low income, among many others. So they're including a lot of people who've been kind of pushed to the side in this uh, particular anniversary. The King family That's is good. also, yeah, they said they wanted to be more diverse, so it's not just mm. about black folks. The King family is mm. also using the moment to call on Congress to pass revamped voting rights legislation. And I don't understand why voting rights legislation has been so difficult. That's, this thing has mm. been bouncing many times and I don't understand like what's the problem but attendees are going to start gathering at 8 o'clock in the morning to hear some preliminary speeches and then the main event is tentatively set to happen at 11 a.m. Martin Luther King Jr.'s 15 year old granddaughter Yolanda Renee King is going to address the crowd I think I've heard her speak before yeah she's on fire so she's going to address the crowd as well as former Atlanta mayor and civil rights leader Andrew Young and Representative James Clyburn. I think he's from South Carolina, I believe. Uh, Unidos US CEO Janet Merguia, Anti-Defamation League CEO Jonathan Greenblatt, Representative Hakeem Jeffries, who's the first black house minority leader. So think they have some other speakers as well that are planned. So just some background facts and figures, poverty rates for black Americans have fallen in decades since the first march on Washington, but they still remain high in comparison to other races. Uh, Mortality rates are disproportionately high among black women and other racial disparities in healthcare are still widespread. Today, there are 60 black lawmakers in Congress compared to only five black lawmakers back in 1963. Imagine that. 60 years, and we've only gone from five to 60. So, I mean, it's progress, but wow. And white Americans still make up most of Congress and constitute a majority of governors. So still have work to do in that category. 
And then, of course, in, uh, on August 28, 1963, Dr. King and roughly 250,000 people marched on Washington, D.C. in one of the most notable events of the Civil Rights Movement. So for Saturday, uh, they've ex they're expecting anywhere from 750,000 people, somewhere in that category. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. we'll see what the real turnout is, but that's what they're preparing for. Uh, the colleges, HBCUs are participating. Um, there's, mm -hmm. like, of course, buses coming from all over the place. So it, it's going to mm -hmm. be a big event. I still think it was more people than what they said in 63. I mean, that that, that thing spanned from uh, the Lincoln Memorial all the way down. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, you're right. I think it was more than 250,000. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they probably handled the count like they did for the Million Man March. Remember the sure. disparity over the numbers sure. for that? You know, mm. they kept insisting, oh, there weren't anywhere near a million. I'm like, uh, I was out there. There was more yeah. than a million. That's but, true. yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. So yeah. shout out to the organizers. <laughs> I hope the weather mm -hmm. cooperates mm -hmm. and uh, everything goes as planned. That's probably why it's a storm tonight, <laughs> to, get, to, to clear out what needs to be cleared out. And, uh, there you go. All right. I can, yeah, I can't wait to hear um, that granddaughter speak. She speaks well to be so young. She's very dynamic. Yeah, it uh, doesn't fall too far from the tree, as they say. Yeah. They say. <laughs> it, it's got to be genetic or something, because that young lady, she is something else. Yeah, yeah, I agree. She is. Mm -hmm. She truly is. Yeah. All right, Miss Yolanda okay. Renee King. So come on with it, Miss oh, okay. Yolanda. Yeah, she has All her, right. um, that's her aunt's name, isn't it? Yeah, it's her aunt's name, I, Yolanda. Yeah, I know one of um, Dr. King's uh, daughters' hey. name is Yolanda. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. What's her name after her? After she passed. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you going down there tomorrow, Pop? Oh, uh, I'm debating it. I really am debating it. Okay. I do go. I'm going to do early to get a good spot, you know. Mm -hmm. I went to the uh, the last anniversary. I was trying to remember, was it mm -hmm. 50 or was it, I don't remember if they did one for 55. I think it was 50. It was 50. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I was down there for that one. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how was it? Was it peaceful? Yeah. It was very peaceful, crowded. Speeches mm -hmm. were good. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. I hope we can continue to move forward, like they say. Yeah. Actually, you know what? It wasn't in D.C. I, I think that was mm -hmm. the one in Memphis. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. We'll keep it moving. All right, Kevin. Okay. Over um, to you. Chicago. Um, city of Chicago. Now, this is interesting. They're suing Kia and Hyundai after over 7,000 cars were stolen last year. Um, months after the Illinois Attorney General demanded a national recall of the vehicles, 
The city has filed a suit claiming the automakers' failure to install safety features is putting a strain on the city. Oh. The city's complaint claims that Kia and Hyundai failed to um, equip cars sold between 2011 and 2022 with engine uh, immobilizers um, and anti-theft technology. Most car manufacturers made it a standard feature over a decade ago, and the automakers have included it in the vehicles sold outside of the country. Um, but unfortunately, now I do remember the social media videos showed how to start those car uh, models without a key went viral. I remember that. Uh, the suit also alleges that Kia and Hyundai deceptively assured consumers these vehicles possessed the um, quote-unquote advanced safety features, despite knowledge of the critical defect of its consequences. Yeah, I remember that. Um, The the failure of Kia and Hyundai to install basic auto theft prevention technology in these models is sheer negligence and as a result of citywide and nationwide crime spree around automobile theft. Um, So the cops, they try to do the best they can as far as... um, they say, as law enforcement, we are doing everything we can do to prevent these thefts, but these vehicles' companies must also um, be held accountable. I don't blame them. You're right. I mean, that's just you saying that these these vehicles have that feature in it, and you charging me for it, I'm quite sure, but uh, it's not there. Mm. So that, that sounds like some, some rebate to me. <laughs> You know, charge me for something that's not in a vehicle. Come on now. If you have some leather seats and you don't get leather seats, you get a cross seat, something ain't right there. So, Here you go. Yeah. So, so um, are they, they're claiming that they, they put the thing in the car, but they didn't? Right. That's what they're advertising. Oh, um, okay. That's what the car, you know, the, the car features that. You know how you have your, you know your your um, list of things that are on the vehicle, um, on the side mm-hmm. of the vehicle. Yeah, yeah. They included that, but it's, I mean, for for a social media video to go viral to show you how to um, start a, a, a Kia or Hyundai, that's crazy. So. Okay, so we got to put Kia on the kiss it list. Yeah, using the USB, yeah, but, using a USB jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember when that was a thing, you know, they were talking about you can do it with a USB cord and all, and mm-hmm. don't leave a USB mm-hmm. cord exposed in your car and all that. I I, I never watched that video. I didn't understand how that was a possible mm-hmm. thing, but somehow they were doing it. And everybody has a USB mm-hmm. jack right there in the console. Mm-hmm. Same to everybody sure. in their car today. Yeah. <laughs> so I it's guess crazy. they said, y'all are asking for it. <laughs> the yeah. Ow. I guess I guess it's like putting a screwdriver in the ignition part. So mm. I, 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 don't, I don't know how they do it. Yeah, it's just crazy. So kudos know. to Chicago for doing that. I mean, it's not like this. They setting a the precedent. I don't I don't see why not. But you know, they, um, some insurance companies were not had stopped insuring um, those cars. I know State Farm had pulled oh. out um, certain cities insuring, and Chicago might be one of the so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's had too many claims. It was crazy. It was going crazy. All righty. Well, now we know. Yeah. Like you said, shout out to Chicago and Kia. Welcome to the Kiss It List. 
Okay. All right. Uh, over to you, Papa Didi. What you got in focus? Well, now, let's talk about the reduction of black people. Uh-uh. Now, you got this guy named Harrison Williams, Prescott Floyd. Man, got four names. Damn. Let <laughs> me repeat that again. Harrison Williams Prescott Floyd. Now, this man was, let me see, what title they gave him? He was, uh, I'm reading down into some of his indictments here. He was the director of Black Voices for Trump. Now, is that such a fucking job? I mean, what, 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 was that in the, was that in on a LinkedIn or a, who knows? Or was that, you know what I mean? Was Some that, group that got together with some He black was the people. director of Black Voices for Trump. Now, these are the people that stand behind Trump with the signs and all, and they they strategically put them right there so Trump can show some diversity. But if you flip that camera around the other way, you think you was in Alaska during a snowstorm. That's how white it is, okay? Now, now this man, for example... He was part of the 18 people that was uh, indicted in Atlanta because he was one of the ones that, uh, along with the young lady, I'm going to voice her name a little little later. Out of 18 people, there were two blacks. Okay? These are black folks. These are brown-skinned black folks, not light, bright, damn near white. Two brown-skinned black folks, all right? Now, let's get on about this Harrison William Prescott Floyd, all right? He turned himself in to a Fulton County Jail in Atlanta a week after being indicted, which was, I think he did it yesterday. I don't know. day before, whatever. Mm-hmm. After we could be indicted along with the other Trump 17 others, okay? Now, this is the problem with him. When he got there... See, when you get to court, they do a, a automatic warrant check on you, especially if you're black. It's like when the police pull you over. If you're a black male, they're going to see if you got any warrants. Anybody else? Tell you why they pulled you over, give you a ticket, yada, yada, yada. They just think for some reason that we got a damn warrant hiding some fucking where. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and anyway, but getting back to this here. So when they did a warrant check on him, the court record showed that Floyd, who's a former U.S. Marine and former, like I said, director of the Black Voices of Trump, was also arrested three months ago in Maryland on a federal warrant that accused him of aggressively confronting two FBI agents sent to serve him a grand jury subpoena. All right? Now, they wanted him to speak at the grand jury, which was probably the one... They don't say specifically what it was, but I'm sure it was probably the January 6th one. Mm-hmm. And he hassled them and all that jazz, never went to his to his uh, subpoena to talk about, you know, what they wanted to know from him about January 6th. So they put a warrant out for him, okay? Mm-hmm. And the FBI went back to their hub because, you know, the warrant thing is more of a sheriff thing, you know? So after that situation, now the agent's affidavit that they filed and the U.S. District Court said that Floyd screamed and cursed and jabbed his finger in one of the FBI agent's face. 
and twice chest bumped the agent in the stairwell. And this is all when he was trying to serve him warrant. Now, my question is, when did this black man think he had so much goddamn power? Now, you've been hanging around Trump too fucking much. And like I said earlier, this is a brown-skinned black man, okay? He ain't no light, bright, damn near white joker, okay? Yeah, this is a straight-up brown-skinned black man who've been hanging around Trump so long that he think that he could just chest bump one agent, put his finger in their face and all, and say, I'm not accepting your subpoena, okay? Now, it said that Floyd finally backed down only when the second agent opened up his suit coat and revealed his holstered gun. That's when the brother finally came to his damn senses, okay? So they left the subpoena, and they left. Now, he never showed up for the January 6th subpoena on him, so a warrant went out for his arrest. I guess he must have forgot about that. He going to mosey his ass down there to Georgia like everybody else. Now, mind you, Trump left up there. Trump had nine SUVs and 25 motorcycles escorting him, not to mention got off a private plane. Now, here's the black man that was uh, the leader of the uh, Blacks for Trump. Well, I ain't, you ain't my, you ain't my black ass. So I don't know. You need, to, you need to put the word some or certain black in front of that word black. Yes, black voices. A few, a few blacks, not my black ass. You wasn't representing me. I wasn't a, a black voice for Trump. Anyway, getting back to that situation, too, he goes down to the court. Like everybody else, uh, the other guy, Meadows, the other guy, his chief of staff. Mark Meadows. Everybody went down there with their lawyer, lawyered up. You know, they did the, the bond thing, yada, 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 set up their thing. Got out of there in about a half hour. This brother get there, they run a warrant check on his ass. They say, oh, you got a warrant. Plus, he had no lawyer. I guess he thought he going to walk in there, do what he had to do, Ooh, and yeah. walk out. They held that motherfucker. Mm. He's still in jail now, okay? They said, we got, we got a warrant, okay? You got a warrant. They held him in the jail. Now, Trump then flew back to New Jersey to his golf. Everybody, they had their little suits on, Rudy Giuliani, everybody, all other 17 people that made a move. Now, you still up in there. So who cares about your black ass? The Trump... Lay a couple dollars on you or say, I got you. Don't worry about it. I'm going to hook you up. Did you even hear anything from Trump at all? I bet you last night when that man sat in that prison, he finally realized that his ass was still black. Still very black. Okay? Very, very black. And dumb. And dumb. Right. Of course. So the records didn't disclose the purpose of his grand jury that they were seeking for him to testify at, and I said probably January 16th. But it was served during the months of the special counsel with Jack Smith, like I said, and uh, they called the witness before the federal court, and he was supposed to be there, and he didn't. Okay. Now, on the heels of uh, Floyd's May arrest in May on a charge of a simple assault against the federal agent, federal agent Floyd got swept up into a the sprawling. Georgia case in which Trump was uh, the situation where he was doing, he got put up in all that because he did some foul stuff to one of them ladies. Remember ladies at the boating mm-hmm. booth and everything? He arrested them and everything. So 
It was crazy. Now, I'm going to go into this other young lady now. Her name is uh, Trevant, uh, Truy, Q-E, K-U-T-T-I. She's a former publicist for Kanye West and R. Kelly. All right? Now, she already working with two two jokers that are spotty and flighty and flighty, okay? This lady was going to people's houses and stuff, knocking on doors, harassing people on the only other Trump Trump trip as well, doing her thing, and she goes up there as well. To the, and she goes up there to the uh, Trump situation also. She had a $75,000 bond on which she had. She had to pay 10% of that to remain free printing trial. Her charges include the alleged violation of the racketeering influence and corrupting organized acts, conspiracy to commit solicitation, false statements, writing influence and witnesses, knocking on doors, telling people, telling the two black ladies they would watch their back and everything. Now, you knocking on people's doors and threatening people for Trump? What the fuck is wrong? What, what is going to see my language? You and this other brother, what is wrong with y'all? So when you get a chance to look at the 18 people on the um, that they have on the little thing that got indicted mm-hmm. for Georgia, you'll see two black people, okay? And that's his brother uh, Harrison and the other lady, Miss Miss Cooey. Now my question to all this to them too is like, what the hell were y'all thinking? And now both of y'all have been in, indicted. Waiting on trial, one is still in jail. This other girl, her reputation, hell, your reputation was done when you was messing with Kanye West and R. Kelly. Yeah, so now you done stepped in another pile of dog shit. So you're going to sit back in your young life, and she's a very attractive girl, mind you. Or maybe it's the makeup and whatever, I don't know. But um, it's so interesting how you just created the law and made a record for yourself, based on following somebody that's not worth two cents. I guess we live and we learn, but what I'm looking for now to see the end result of these trials, because see, Trump is going to try to bevel his trial forever. You know, he'll be on the election and everything in November 2024 and probably won't go to trial yet for none of these joints, you know? But these two Negroes here, keep an eye on them, all right? Keep an eye on them to see how they got into what they got into from the very beginning, and where they're going to end up with this particular situation. One, it's going to be a felony on your record. You know, so anytime you get indicted, it's a felony, not a misdemeanor. So, you know, what what do you think? Were you bored? I mean, did Trump make you an offer you couldn't refuse? Did it come with free lunch or whatever? What, what did he offer you to make you just, Lose your mind. Lose your mind and then get behind all that crap, you know? Mm-mm-mm. So, you know, and, and the next thing I want to focus on um, with this story, the continuation of this, was uh, the debate situation. Let's get back on that for a second. Now, the first debate of the GOP primary turned into a pile of, uh, what's the guy's name, uh, Ramawonski? I was practicing his name today. His Vivette. Ramaworski, something like that. I can't say if it. I'm saying it wrong, I don't give a damn. Anyway, he's a 30 year old biotech entrepreneur. Man made a bunch of money. He talked about how he was a 
parents was an immigrant and all this stuff and yada yada. Same old story. Yeah, my parents was an immigrant. This is the Indian guy. Over, yeah, I came over. Oh. Blah, blah, blah. And then the man says the same line that Barack Obama said. You come up there with all your little teeth. You done spent $10,000 in the dentist to get your teeth nice and, and br- i never seen whiter teeth in my damn life, okay? Teeth was all briz and even, like he'd been wearing braces since he was five years old. You know, teeth was white and bright and bridged and all, you know, you know, because dentist, you pay a dentist the right amount of money. Them specials, shit, they'll make they'll you, you right. they'll get you so right. So what did he say now? He said the exact line that Barack Obama said when he was debating along with Hillary Clinton. That's Hillary Clinton. How? I know y'all wondering where this skinny guy with a weird last name came from. That was Barack's line. Mm-hmm. Now, why would you come in 15 years later and say the same thing he said? Do you have any kind of originality about your ass at all? Now, you riding Trump's, you driving Trump's ass, and he was kissing Trump's ass all night. Wave when he gets, who would still support Trump if he was a, his hand went up like he was a, in third grade, knew the answer to the question. Hand just shot him like, what? Well, damn. Yeah. You were just. He was the one who said if he became president, he would pardon Trump. Oh, yeah, right off the bat. No problem. Right he off the bat. pardon him. I'm like, really? How many counts does Trump have now? Like 91? But you know what, though? Come yeah. On. But see, this is what gets me. See, a lot of people like him himself, and I'm just going to throw my own opinion on that, and I'll, I'll close after this. He's the kind of person that's been stockpiling his life, his whole life, doing and saying all the right things to position himself the way you position yourself. But, see, on that show that night, he made a fool of himself because when when the young lady came after him, you know. Oh, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley jumped in his ass. She said, you know nothing about foreign policy and oh, the shows. Yes, yes, and then did. you had Chris. Christy, Chris, Chris, yeah, uh, yeah, Chris Christie. Chris Christie came in and called him a, a, a chat GPT, mm. you know, which is one yeah. of the little the things that AI stuff. Yeah, AI Some stuff that talks for you. I mean, they just like you left yourself so vulnerable. Shows that you've never been confronted around people that's old enough to be your parents and telling you like it is. And most people nowadays, a lot of people nowadays like him, in their 30s, got that same attitude. No disrespect to you if you're in your 30s. I don't give a damn because I ain't there no more 30s today. Ain't what 30s was in my time. So most of you are getting off easy. You're saying a bunch of shit you don't know. You don't respect your elders, most of you. Yes, that's a New York yeah. term, yes. You know, even Pence had something to say. Hey, and Pence said it too, called him a rookie. Yep. We don't need to do on-the-job training. That's right. This man, for the first time in his millionaire life, then finally met three people, Christy, the young lady, and Pence. All three of them jumped in his ass, and he, with his integrity and his bright red tie and his white teeth, he was able to stand there with integrity and all and act like he wasn't, like, embarrassed as shit. You know, because he's got nothing to lose. Oh, yeah. It's the first debate. They, they verbally you know. spanked him. And plus, he's got enough money to get in the, the debate. Because to get in that debate, you got to raise enough money. You have to position and yourself. And you have to have a certain percentage. Yeah, you got, right. you got to be. So he was able to manipulate 
any, any all of his uh, whatever investors or whatever he got going on. So you know he's a, he's a conniver from the door. Oh, let me you just know? add that I read he raised four hundred and fifty thousand dollars the night right after the debate. Yeah, because I'm you like, got okay. Because you got to check people as you know they they like we said earlier. He does not stand a ghost of a chance. No, not at all. So where all this money that they're raising to do what? I don't get it. I, and, I feel like cattle now. I'm like I don't get it. And the last thing I want to say: Do you think that Trump? will do any of the debates because he's seeing now that he can be totally absent from it, still make a presence. And there's another situation where you're not even working for what you're trying to get. And that's a goddamn Caucasian trait from the beginning. So now you've fallen right back into that same trait right out front in front of everybody. Hell, I don't even have to go to the debates. Shoot, they're saying my name. I still got 59% of the pop of the polls. See, He's there you go again. Go. Not working for it, not earning it, and just, just doing your thing. And now he's selling all kinds of paraphernalia, you know, mugs. So and that picture was so staged where he got the mean look, and he's like, mm, mm, mm. really, man, you're old as has been. You've been practicing that look all the way in Jersey, all the way on the train, and then you got in there, he said, yeah, they were very nice to me. They was nice to you because they probably took a couple pictures until you accepted the one you wanted to put out there. And I'm that was so the one you wanted to sell. That they're selling his mug shot. No, he's selling, cups. not there, he's selling. When I say they, I mean his team. They are selling cups, t-shirts, eggs, T-shirts, bumper stickers, bumper stickers, flight, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anything they can print that mug shot on. All in one night. I'm so disgusted. Saying never surrender, but you had to surrender your ass up yeah, there for you went to jail. Yeah, you surrendered in Georgia. So what are you talking about? Anyway. That's another lie. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, stay tuned. We're going to keep you abreast of all this because that was a night of a... That, that was, was a circus. That, that was whole a night. day was just a circus. And, uh... Trump and his caravan, yeah. that debate, it was just a circus. Yeah, it was a mess. It was a mess. Do you believe Sarah Palin came out the woodwork? I, I saw her online. Oh, yeah? Oh, no. What's she yeah. talking about? She was talk, talking the same crap, I guess. You know, they're feeding it to her as well, so. Yeah, Who's she back? She's so. behind Trump? Uh, uh, oh, oh, you think? Yeah. Of course <laughs> Talking the same more. language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They you need to go back out in the backyard and look at Russia. They don't know the New York, New Jersey, Atlantic City Trump I know. <laughs> okay, they know the new guy or whatever he's projecting. But Anyway. All right, All right. we're going to take a break and regroup, and yeah. then we're coming back with a much-needed cocktail of the week with cattle on the cocktail, I mean, on the, uh, what is this, on the cocktail of the week show, on the pajama <laughs> party. <laughs> I'm going to get it right. We'll be right back. You're in the right place at the right time. It's the Pajama Party. www.apajamaparty.com Produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Don't just sit there yelling at the air. You got an opinion? We want to hear it too. Dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. Don't let us have all the fun by ourselves. We've got room for you at the pajama party. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Operators are standing by. Well, they're lounging on pillows, but they're waiting for your calls. So call us now. 914-803-4306. 
Now back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Oh, you want to throw pillows? All right, welcome back to the pajama party. One, it was Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. And it's now time for Kettle and the cocktail of the week. Week, week. Take it away, <laughs> Kettle. What you got for us? All right. Well, this is going to make a, a, a batch of drinks. This is called the Bermuda Rum Sizzle. The Rum Sizzle is the national drink of Bermuda. Wow. Rum Sizzle recipes vary, but most have three ingredients in common. Rum, fruit juice, and a sweetener like grenadine. So it's common for sizzles to contain multiple rums and juices and adding flavor and, com- and complexity to the drink. So this recipe is made in a pitcher and serves four people. So uh, our ingredients include four ounces of Gosling's Black Seal Rum, also four ounces of the Gosling Gold Seal Rum, um, eight ounces of orange juice, freshly squeezed, of course, eight ounces of pineapple juice, three-fourth ounces of grenadine, Six dashes of the um, bitters, um, and we're going to garnish it with uh, cherries, orange slices, and pineapple wedges. So fill a pitcher a uh, third of the way with crushed ice, then um, add the two rums, orange juice, pineapple juice, and the grenadine, and the bitters, of course. Um, churn vigorously with a swizzle stick or a bar spoon until frothy. And uh, fill four rock glasses with fresh ice and divide the contents um, of the pitcher between the glasses. And, of course, we're going to garnish it with uh, the cherries, the orange slices, and the pineapple wedges. And this is called the Bermuda Rum Sizzle. All Enjoy. right. That thing sounds kind of potent. All those different rums. I know, and you laid out. But I guess the orange juice and the pineapple juice is going to help cut it. And, of course, the bitters, you know, so. Uh, yeah. I don't Won't know. Be too cold. I don't know. <laughs> Time you I add guess, all that to all that rum. No, you're going to be late this, now. <laughs> conversation, yeah. I mean, all these uh, conversation of uh, your boy 45, we're going to need something like this. Yeah, you're right about it. Mm-hmm. All right, Kettle, thank mm-hmm. you so much. And we'll make sure to update the website with the Bermuda Rum Sizzle. And we're going to go back to you, Papa Didi, for what's popping. What's popping? So what's popping? You know what's popping? I, I just want to, you know, send my condolences out to another uh, mass shooting that took place in California not long ago couple days ago, as a matter of fact, uh, it was up in Orange County, California, at a place called Cook's Corner Bar. It's in a place in an area called uh, Tribeco Canyon, California, if I'm saying that right, Tribeco, Tribuco Canyon, California. Four people, including a gunman, were killed. Six people was wounded. All right, now, the perpetrator was an ex-Ventura police officer. Oh. All right? I'm not going to say no names. It's going to tell the story. Uh, 59-year-old gentleman went up to the bar to 
killed his ex-wife. Now, ex-wife. Wasn't even his wife. His ex-wife. So I don't know what was going on with that. He traveled to the bar uh, from Ohio. Okay? To kill his estranged wife. So, apparently, I don't know what was up with that. But anyway... Um, she, 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 she didn't get killed. She, she was shot, but she's, she's, she's recovering, I guess. But, uh, police reports of the shooting, it happened on the 23rd around, um, between 6.30 and 7 o'clock, uh, Western time or Pacific Standard Time. Estimated over 50 police, uh, got on the scene. But just to give you the rundown of things going on here. And like I said, it happened at Cook's Corner uh, Motorcycle Bar, basically, 23rd. The type was a mass shooting. The weapons, now listen to the weapons that were gathered after it was all over of the shooting that went on. These are the weapons they found on the scene. A 380 caliber pistol, a 38 caliber revolver, a 25 caliber pistol, and a 12-gauge shotgun. These all the guns that was recovered when everybody got done shooting at everybody, all these guns were recovered. And the end result, four people died, including the perpetrator, six injured, and they don't know what the motive of it was. Uh, he shot her, shot her girlfriend. I don't know whether they were involved in a relationship or it was just a girlfriend, but uh, the man came all the way up from Ohio and knew the night she was going to be there. They had something that night called Spaghetti Night. Mm-hmm. It was $8 for all the spaghetti you can eat. And, you know, it seemed like a pretty friendly bar, you know. And it just, you know, when somebody comes in with intentions, it just, you know, it just, just reminds you of, um, I don't know if you saw the movie called The Bronx Tale, when the gangster got killed in a bar and he said everybody was having fun but the one guy that was going to kill the, the mafia boss in that bar at, on that movie The Bronx the B- Bronx Tale but you know it's just so sad today things that happen or why they happen or people's rage based on relationships and things like that and how far people take it and for this man to drive drive all the way from Ohio to California. You know, I mean... It's That's just, a lot of rage. This man had a lot on his mind, and he's dead now. But um, I just wanted to put that out there, because getting the details of the story and just freaking everybody out that night and being the fact it was spaghetti night, the place was packed with people. I'm sure, you know, people are going to be, you know, have trauma for the rest of their life. So just to, just want to bring that out there. All right. All right. I appreciate that. Yeah, I saw an article about that. They said that that place, even though people saw it like as a biker bar, it was a very family-friendly place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People used to go there for spaghetti night. They bring the kids, you know, families and stuff. So, yeah, that was crazy. And that one person was raised, he didn't didn't care about who was there. He was specifically going after that woman, and that was his mission. Mm. But uh, anyway. Yeah, that was crazy. God bless him. All right. First weird news. So this is uh, this is interesting. Well, I think y'all like this one. This one's out of New Jersey. New Jersey officials seek flying suspect following wild power outage. This one is out of Sayersville, New Jersey. Police have named an unlikely culprit 
that they believe caused an outage in New Jersey community earlier this month, a power outage that cut electricity to a New Jersey community a week ago was due to an unlikely culprit, a fish that was apparently dropped by a bird, landed on a transformer. Who would have thunk it? Sayersville police said that Jersey Central Power and Light Company workers were working on August the 12th on the outage that cut power to a large area of lower Sayersville, found a fish on the transformer in the New Jersey community southwest of New York, Staten Island. We were guessing a bird dropped it as it flew over, police said on their Facebook page. In a later post, they had a bit of fun asking readers to remember the fish as the victim in this senseless death, dubbing him as Gilligan and calling him a hardworking family man and father to thousands. The, the fish, okay. The suspect, they said, was last seen flying south, and readers were urged not to try to apprehend him because although he's believed to be armed, he may So they were just having fun with it at that point. Uh, Jersey Central Power and Light Company spokesperson Chris Honig said, animals, usually squirrels, are a common cause of power outages, but fish are not on the list of frequent offenders. He said an osprey was probably to blame for the outage that affected 2,100 Sayerville customers for about two hours. So there you have it, a fish dropped by a bird. That's who did it. <laughs> okay, where was this again? This was in Sayerville, New Jersey, which is just southwest of Staten Island, New York. Okay. Right. I know that bird was mad. He dropped that fish. That was probably dinner. <laughs> probably so. Mm. All right. All right. Uh, up next? Let me see. I am. Okay, let's see. Toronto Zoo asked guests to please stop showing the gorillas their cell phones. I wonder why. The Toronto <laughs> Zoo has taped a sign to the gorilla enclosure, enclosure that reads, for the well-being of gorilla troops, please refrain from showing them any videos or photos as some content can be upsetting and affect their relationship and behavior within their family. Wow. That's Even though gorillas are some of the most intelligent mammals on Earth, and they have demonstrated range of um abilities, including memory and intention and all that. Um, they are still capable of becoming slaves to cell phones, just like humans. Really? The Toronto Zoo uh, Director of Wildlife Conser- uh, Conservation and Welfare uh, told the uh, Toronto Star that one of their gorillas named Narcy uh, was becoming addicted to seeing videos. We've had a lot of members and guests that actually will put their phones up to the glass and show him videos. And uh, Nanza is so into those videos. It was causing him to be distracted and not interacting with other gorillas. Wow. They said if you want to do something um, useful with your cell phone, you can donate the one, the old ones to the zoo, and they'll turn them into money to help maintain the animals. In the meantime, don't show gorillas at the zoo your cell phone. They just get hooked. 
Okay. That is wild. So the it gorillas is. were getting hooked on watching people's videos, like TikTok yeah. and Instagram and stuff? I guess so. So mm-hmm. who knew? Mm-hmm. Who knew? Okay. So if you're a Toronto Zoo, don't, don't show them your video. I mean, you know, your phone. Mm-hmm. All right, Papa Didi, don't show the gorillas your cell phone videos. You get them hooked on the videos. <laughs> they, 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 they go back to the human entity, you know, when you go back and and see where humans started, you know, the, the uh, gorilla and ape have that stance yeah. and everything. So. I mean, it makes sense. If you can teach yeah. a gorilla sign language... It makes perfectly how good sense to me. How young are kids picking up on cell phones? Two, three years old? They yeah. learn how to swipe. Their fingers got the right swipe mode to it where you hit the little palm of your finger. They got the perfect fingers for that. Yeah. Poor anyway, gorillas. this story here, this story is kind of interesting. It's kind of derogatory, you know. And this is a uh, a restaurant in Israel and uh, a place called... Uh, Hulan or Holland, not Holland, there's no W, so it's Hulan, Israel, a place called uh, Gordo's. Mm-hmm. And they're serving um, chocolate ice cream inside of a real toilet. And you see, mm-hmm. there's a picture of here of the young people laughing. Oh, no. And they're, they're oh, calling, and they're, they're calling the, they're calling the, they're calling the actual dessert a name that's kind of derogatory to the Jewish community, which I'm not even going to repeat, you know, so I don't know whether or not they're being rebellious toward them or or they don't mm. care. And the people I'm seeing in the picture seem to be of a younger nature. So it's so interesting how they have put this in here. And people are lined up to buy this, and they get it in the in a toilet, which is so weird. It's in a toilet? It's in a toilet, yeah. It's a actually in a toilet, a real toilet. And it's chocolate ice cream, and they call it something that has to do with some type of uh, sacramental kind of uh, language over there in uh, in Israel. And, and I don't know what makes these people think it's some kind of joke or something, but it's just going to show you that a generation twice removed or three times removed from a generation Ooh. that paid the dues of generations past, they don't have the concern or the ability to see what their ancestors have been through. Yeah. And they'll make jokes about stuff just to get a laugh and and everything being so internet oriented and so TikTok oriented and and YouTube oriented, people want to get more laughs and more whatever, you know, instead of uh knowing their history. So it's it's interesting. But I mean, the the main story is the fact is that they're serving chocolate ice cream in a toilet and they're using a derogatory word that has to do with the Jewish faith that I would definitely not repeat. So, anyway. But why would anybody we'll even want to eat chocolate ice cream out of a toilet? Yeah, that's because, like I said, it's all for laughs. I don't care what you call it, but why would you even I'm sure the toilet is clean, but, you know, they think it's for laughs, but it's nothing funny mm-hmm. about that. That whole situation, it's nothing funny about that at that's all. That's crazy. You know, pe- like you said, people huh? do some crazy Well, that's because things. they think a thousand people are laughing at them and they got 500 they got, uh, let's say, 5,000 likes. You know how people with the likes and, the, oh. you know, whatever that means. You know, if 5,000 
5,000 likes, if, if 5,000 people give me a dollar, I'd be cool, you know, then I would know they actually like me because they gave me five grand altogether. But I can't get a dollar piece from all the people that's liking me. Mm. So what the, what's the point? But anyway. Okay. I don't want that well, that wraps up the weird news. We are going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with I'm Just Saying on the other side of the break. It's the Pajama Party Show. This is the Pajama Party on Blog Talk Radio. The Pajama Party is produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment at www.dchomegrown.com. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the phone and dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. And tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved just for you at the Pajama Party. So call us now. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Pass it on. Log on to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner or call 914-803-4306. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party. Is it tea time, darling? All right, welcome back to John Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. Um, we have uh, Red Wine, but uh, I'm just saying. Take it away, Red Wine. Merci beaucoup. I'm just saying, y'all didn't think this through. Now, there was a flyer circulating on Facebook advertising a drawing for a semi-automatic rifle to support victims of domestic violence. Now, just let that sink in for a minute, okay? A drawing for a gun to raise money for domestic abuse victims. I'm just saying, y'all didn't think that through. Not at all. Now, there was a a Louisiana police officer who came disturbingly close to raffling off an AR-15-style rifle this week is when this was uh, occurring in a misguided attempt to support victims of domestic violence. Fortunately, the effort was smacked down after activists in the St. Tammany Parish spotted the flyer advertising tickets on social media, and they got the whole thing shut down. Now, the flyer had a picture of a core rifle and a smiling portrait of Lieutenant Patrick Kasnavi, who is an officer with the St. Tammany Parish Sheriff's Office, who was also described in quotes as a superhero for domestic violence nonprofit. Right. I'm just saying, y'all didn't think this through. Now, the flyer said core AR-15 Valued at $800. Tickets are just $10 each or get three for 25 Now, there was a woman named Miss Weatherly who saw the ad and called the number that was on the flyer. She spoke to Sergeant Carly Messina, who was another officer at the St. Tammany Parish uh, Sheriff's Office. Now, Miss Weatherly tried to explain exactly how inappropriate this whole raffle seemed to her but she says that she was told 
oh, don't worry about it. It's mostly aimed at law enforcement and their family and their friends. So basically, the officer, uh, Messina, just tried to blow her off. And again, I'm just saying, they did not think this through. Even if you say it's aimed at law enforcement officers and their friends and family, you still didn't see the problem in this? A gun to raise money for domestic violence victims? Come on, dude. How can you think that this is a good idea? So during the discussion about the raffle, Ms. Weatherly said that Officer Messina tried to shift attention away from the raffle by arguing that alcohol also contributes to domestic violence. I do, really? As if that made the idea of raffling an AR-15 <laughs> to try to help squash domestic violence and raise money for domestic violence, you know, prevention or something. Like, talking about alcohol being a problem is like that's going to make it okay. It doesn't. That was just a bonehead officer making a boneheaded comment. But the idea of raffling a gun trying to curb violence, like I said, it makes no sense at all. It's a tone-deaf response to a serious problem. And ultimately, the flyer did get removed from Facebook, but the law enforcement officers didn't see a problem with this at all. And they had no idea that they had done anything inappropriate. And come to find out, they've done this kind of thing before to raise money for different things or they've auctioned off these kind of guns. I don't get it. With all the gun violence on the street, why would law enforcement officers provide an auction to put a semi-automatic weapon on the street? I just don't follow. I don't follow. This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, putting more guns on the street to solve the problem of violence is not only illogical, it is insane. They could not have possibly thought this through. No way possible. That's all I'm saying. That, that to me, is just straight crazy. But that's Louisiana. In that particular parish, they thought it was a great idea. I call it crazy. Sounds but like anyway. That's what they do down there. Oh, Lord, they got me on that one. I'm like, are you serious for real? Oh, no. God. All right. We're going to yeah. take a quick break, and we're going to come back with Papa Didi and Living for the City. I gotta go throw some cold water on my face. These people, I tell you. Living just enough, just enough for the shit Okay, but why are we doing Stevie Wonder? I thought we were doing pajama party. Well, I, I was talking about my little uh, one of my segment, one of my segments of uh, Living for the City. Join the party. Now you, now you ride me. Um, That's every Friday night at nine. Pajama party. No clothes allowed. Kettle and red wine uh, step on my parade. I had the mic first. And they're coming in just trying to, uh, you know. It's my turn. Oh, I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something. Call us at 914. 803-4306. And press 1. And press 1 to be put into the queue. 
and uh, say what you have to say. You can read up what we're talking about. Come up with a new subject you own. We're liberal. We're Eastern time. Eastern time. We're here nine nine p.m. Friday nights at uh, six o'clock. West Coast, and uh, what, maybe 7 o'clock in the mountains, or in the... Yeah, 7 in the mountains, uh, Michigan, Michigan and New Orleans and all that, we're like an hour back, but 9 o'clock on the East Coast. 9.15, B.T. time. B.T. time, 9.15. Don't be late when you listen up. It's 9 o'clock on the dot. That's right. Every Friday night. We'll see you there. Goodbye. Hi, right, welcome back to the John Party One Who's Papa Didi. I'm here with Kep. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. And now it's time for Papa Didi and Living for the City. What's happening mm-hmm. in the city, Papa mm-hmm. Didi? Well, now the next election, next uh, debate is what, September I don't know. 27th, I think, something like that. I think it's September. But, uh, the question is, what do we expect from that? Okay. Now, first of all, Trump's not going to be there. Okay. Because I think he likes the view from the outside. And you see right now he has no competition. So. The one thing I want to focus on is... uh the gentleman the other night, uh, how you pronounce his name? Ramawaski? Ramawab? Is that it? Ramawami. The news people seem to have it down. Mm-hmm. People saying, but hey, right, Rami? Rami, I was practicing earlier, had it down pretty good. Anyway, he made a comment today that made sense that night, that made sense, pissed people off because he didn't want to contribute to the Ukraine, he didn't want to get no more no more money to Ukraine. But he said something that was really interesting that touched home with me a little bit. And he said, why don't we give money to these poor areas like, and he said, the south side of Chicago. And he said, Kansas, this, Kensington section of Philadelphia, which blew my mind. I'm like, wow, where'd that come from? Because I'm familiar with the Kensington area of Philadelphia, and that's been like a drug. Whew, Lord. Man, that's, off the, that's Zombieville. Now, I don't know whether he saw a documentary last week or something and did his homework or something like that, you know? So you never know. See, these guys are so full of shit, you don't know what to believe. You know what I mean? And um, But when he said that, it was interesting. But the one thing that I must say that I didn't like about that debate at all is that my question is this here. You're going to have enough opinions from people that's watching it or listening to it or whatever. Why did they need an audience there? Why was that necessary? We did not need the theatrics, and I think going forward with the next debate, we do not need the theatrics of an audience, especially an audience that's pro-Republican or pro-Trump, because when they were announcing everybody, they were booing, you know, Chris Christie and, and booing this one and then yay and for this one 
and booing that one. I'm like, well, what, did we need that? We didn't even need that. This is the, this is the debate a year and some months before the election. So it's really just to get people's opinion on what we may think about them. This really had no strong significance. And what people sit in the audience and how they felt, you're going to put 3,000 people, mostly Republican, in that audience who was still pro-Trump. And, you know, can we for one minute have an environment where Trump supporters is not the main Subject where somebody can get another word in edgewise. That's why everybody's doing the same thing now. Everybody's saying what they got to say. Because the guy, when people know that the audience is of a certain nature or a certain bias, that's why some of the people talking the way they were talking. You know, Tim Scott, the way he was talking, the Indian guy, the way he was talking. The only people that had their own opinion was the guy on the end, the ex-governor from Arkansas, Chris Christie, you know, uh, the young lady, they were the only three that was, you know, doing their own thing. All the rest of them was Republican business as usual and, you know, support Trump, wave your hand. Trump got locked up. I was still, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you if you're going in like that, how are you going to win against somebody that's a front runner when you kissing his ass? Do we kiss the people's ass we competing with? I'm, I'm trying to figure that out because I'm boggled by that. How does Tim Scott, a black man, expect to tread any waters if he keeps swimming around the sharks of Trump? You need to break away from that and try to you. Your job is to pull some black people over to you. That's what you need to be pulling. You need to be like a dentist going in there and pulling out cavities and shit. You know, I don't understand how you're not using your blackness. You're coming on more as a a senator, a Republican senator, as opposed to a black man. And the first thing we see you, that's all we, and hell, as chocolate as his ass is, hell, if he didn't have a suit on and he went to a damn Klan rally, they'd be all over his ass. So what makes you think that because you're a senator, you talking all suburban and proper that somebody's judging you anything when they see your chocolate ass skin? All they see is black man. You may have on the blue suit, the white shirt, and the red tie, like everybody else, but that don't mean shit once you put that sweatsuit on on Saturday and you speeding down the highway and a cop pull your ass over. He ain't going to know who you are until you pull out an ID saying that you're Tim Scott, senator from South Carolina. So it's not going to change. So what are you trying to be on stage that you got to represent when you're in your sweatsuit on the weekend? I don't get it. So like I said, and I said earlier, and I'll close on this, Everybody on that stage needs to start being who they are and tell the public who they want them to be and get that audience out of the stadium or the auditorium or wherever they were at because we don't need to hear cheers or boos. It ain't that kind of party. We just, if, they were, if they were fighting, we could be at home in the living room clapping and yelling and screaming. But to have an audience say yay for this person and no for this one, we're not going to be led by the audience. The audience is actually overpowering your microphones. They had to stop them a few times. They turned around. Remember the, the, the commentators turned around and said, look, we don't need people. Well, if you don't need them to do shit, then kick them the fuck out. They don't need to be in the, in the auditorium from the beginning. That's simple. Why are they there? You know, when they induced everybody in the beginning, Chris Christie, he, you know, he was like, 
smiling, boo. I'm like, what the fuck? Chris Curtis said, damn. Ready to talk, and the first thing I'm getting is booed by a bunch of Milwaukee yahoos? What the hell? What, what is that? What What is that purpose? Or somebody made a little money. What they charge to get in? Was there tickets you had to buy for the joint? Was there a promoter? It's always a goddamn promoter trying to make money, right? So, you know, what are you going to do? Anyway, I just feel like everybody should do their own thing to try to position themselves. And when you got debates, get the audience out of the room because we don't need to hear their yelling, their screaming, they boom. We don't give a damn who they going for. We're trying to draw opinions on our own. Anyway, that's it. Very. I did find the audience distracting. Very distracting. Sometimes they were making so much noise. Yeah, about a bunch the of crap. candidates were speaking. Yeah. And yeah. you're trying to listen yeah. through what they were doing. But I will say this on the topic of the debate. I feel that those two people, I don't know their names, the man and the woman that were the, whatever you call them, the commentators. commentators or something, yeah. They were horrible. They could not rein in the candidates. When those candidates started fighting with one another and talking all over each other, going over time and all, at one point it just became like a free-for-all, and they couldn't do anything. And I was like, man, y'all need to take control. Then you Anderson Cooper from CNN. Exactly. Anderson wouldn't have gone with that. Anderson would have been like, uh, we're going to have to turn off your mic if you don't get with it. Who's the brother from NBC on Even News? uh Lester Holt. Lester Holt. Oh, yeah. See, Lester doesn't play. But these two jokers, you know, they were up there, well, uh, excuse me, we're going to need you. Uh, We we need, no, everybody can't talk at one time. Hmm. I was like, man, y'all are amateurs. Yeah. Anywho, all right, what are we doing? We're going to take a break or are we going to the Hollywood wrap-up? We need a break break after that. Uh, Yeah, we need a break. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's a lot. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and we're coming back with the Hollywood wrap-up and cattle on the uh, Pajama Party Show. You're listening to the Pajama Party Late Night Adult Talk Show. We've added a new segment to the show called the Kiss It List. Every week, we put people on this list who have done dumb stuff or have been irritating or just gotten on ours or your nerves. So we call them out and put them on the Kiss It List, and we tell you why. If you have somebody you want to add to our Kiss It list, hit us on Twitter at A Pajama Party and use hashtag Kiss It, and we'll add them to the list. If you prefer to email your contenders, send them to info at apajamaparty.com. We'll call them out every Friday night at the end of the show, so get those names in. Now, let's get back to the Pajama Party crew and more of the show. But this DJ, would you mind turning it up a notch? Oh, how rude. Oh, you're on the kiss it list. Hi, welcome back to the John Party One. Your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. In red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Woo! It's time for Carol and the Hollywood Rapper. <laughs> Come on, Papa Didi, what you got to say? No, that's, that's not 
Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. Um, Hollywood. Hollywood. Take it away, Kettle. All right. Well, before I get into um, the Hollywood wrap-up, I wanted to tell you the, the names of the commentators, Republican uh, debate, Brett Bayer and Martha McCallum. Um, they're on the Fox News. Um, I'm familiar with the guy, but the lady I'm not. But uh, Brett Bear and Martha. Taken, uh, uh, Mark Cullen. Martha Washington. Mark Matt Cullen. McCullen. Matt. Yeah, McCullen. Mm-hmm. Got okay. too many C's and too many L's. M A C C A L L U M. McCullen. Okay, got it. I'm putting them on the kissing list. Okay. I, I I knew that's what you're gonna do. Okay, all right. That's what's up. <laughs> Got it. Thank all you. All right. You're welcome. All right. Singer Melba Moore is the latest performer to see her star unveiled on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Her career has spanned six decades. Read my word, six decades. But with this, Melba wow. Moore says she is truly humble. At 77, she remains active in the music world. Her latest album, yes indeed, kudos to her. Her latest album, Imagine, was released last year. Wow, okay. Oh, Moore has earned four Grammy nominations, and she, I'm sorry, what did you say? I said I didn't know she had a new album out. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah, it was released last year. Uh, Moore has earned four Grammy nominations, and she won a Tony Award for her work in Pearly on Broadway. Everybody knows that. Um, her talent and her big uh, heart brought out several famous friends. Uh, Frida Payne, Thelma Houston, Tisha Campbell, and uh, the famous Cat Williams. Matter of fact, Cat Williams, he put up the $77,000 she needed to um, get the star. He goes on wow. to say, as a young man with a mustache growing up in Daytona, Ohio, I thought that Melbourne Moore exemplified the elegance, grace, dignity, and strength of the black woman. All right, William. Uh, you ain't too bad yourself. Okay, all right. I'll give you kudos, Kat. Um, also in the news, uh, Hollywood news, Ozzy Brothers is headed to court over a band name trademark. Wow. Okay. It has been revealed that the Ozzy Brothers will be heading to court over the rights to the Ozzy Brothers band name. The brothers, Rudolph and Ronald Osley, have been in a legal dispute over owning the rights to their band's name since earlier this year. Um, in wow. a ruling handed down on Wednesday, uh, Judge uh, Durkin refused to dismiss Randolph's lawsuit against Ronald. Hmm. In the lawsuit, Rudolph has accused his brother Ronald of improperly attempting to register an individual trademark on the name the Isley Brothers. Rudolph believes they should each own half of the rights equally. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, so in 2021, okay. Ronald sent an application to the U.S. Patent Trade Trademark Office seeking rights to the Isley Brothers trademark. It was officially registered in 2020, August. Uh, early this year, Rudolph and Ronald seeking a full counting and a payment from Ronald equaling 50% of the proceeds made from the Ozzy Brothers' name. Okay. So Ronald's attorneys had argued that uh, Rudolph surrendered any control over the name upon leaving the band. 
Therefore, the case should be taught. Due to the case's unique circumstances, the judge denied Ronald's motion and decided that the case could move to trial. Wow. Wow. Um, as everybody knows, uh, they started back in 54. And I am truly surprised that they didn't trademark the name, you know, way before now. But, um, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's strange. So, uh, I would like to follow that case. See what, uh, okay. And to me, I think he's, he's equal. He should get the 50%. I mean, why not? I mean, that's his name. So, he's carried that name for a long time, even though he decided to leave. Okay. All right, moving on. Kevin Hart is in a wheelchair. Do you believe that? Mm. He is 44 years old. He's, he challenged a former NFL running back to a foot race, and he said that wasn't a good idea. Kevin Hart learned that lesson the hard way. Yep. Ooh, he posted a video on Instagram saying that something that he shouldn't have done, he's over 40, He's in shape, but I mean, you trying to outrun somebody that's done done this half of their life? Come on, man, doesn't make sense. So he had um, tore his abdomen. Uh, <laughs> crazy. Oh, that's got to hurt. He think he is. I know. He think he is truly fit. So uh, sit down, Kevin Hart. I'm sorry. You just doing too much. Oh, he is sitting okay. down now in that wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah, so uh hope you have a speedy recovery, but I don't know. You might go on a kiss list tonight. I don't know. Um, oh, he's Joe Rod as a rapper. Huh? Mm-hmm. I say he's on there. Okay. Uh, Flo Rod as a rapper. Um, you need to put him on a kiss list as well. He was crowd surfing an infant at one of his concerts. This video shows the baby being passed between different people in the crowd before making its way to Flo Rida, who holds him while singing and passes him the microphone. It also appears that the artist was sitting on someone's shoulders in the middle of the crowd. And another video shows the Flo Rida hosting the baby above his head. Come on, people, people. First of all, who brings a baby to a concert? And second of all, why are you hosting this baby and, 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 you know, tossing him around. That's crazy. That's crazy. All, all of them need to go go sit down somewhere. Okay. Um, <laughs> on a social media clip this week, Grammy Award winner, singer, and songwriter revealed that she was officially enrolled as a student. This is Fantasia. She's going to Central State University. This is a HBCU college in Ohio. So kudos to Fantasia. She said she's doing business, you know, as an artist, so she's going to school for uh, business uh, administration. So kudos to her. Okay. Good for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good for her. Um, also, unfortunately, just found this uh, uh, information out tonight. The um, gentleman called Ron... Let me make sure I'm pronouncing his last name. Cephas Jones, uh, Emmy winner uh, for This Is Us. He died at 66. He played the father of um, Sterling K. Brown. Um, yeah, his name is Ron oh, yeah, Cephas yeah. Jones. Right. 
and admire actor New York theater and on television shows, like I said, including This Is Us. Um, he also played the, um, what other movie he played in? He was a drug addict. Um, can't remember the name of the movie now. It's going to come back to me. But um, yeah, he was a writer and creator of This Is Us. He posted that uh, Mr. Jones, that he passed, um, he was 66 years old. So uh, his name is Ron Sephiroth Jones. Okay. And last but not least, Al Green, he is putting out new music after five years. Uh, Soul legend Al Green released a new single, Perfect Day. Uh, so check it out. Five years in the making. So, yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. You said Al Green? Right. Al Green is putting out new music. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Reverend, or should I say Reverend Al Green? <laughs> okay. Um, I-, I was just trying yeah. to make sure I heard you right. Like, wait, did you say Al Green is putting out new Al music? Al Green? Okay. Yes, he is. All right. Who does Al Green? What, what is it? Is it gospel? Is it... Like R&B, soul, uh, what is it? Perfect Day, I'm not sure. Let me see. Oh, that's what I'll it's called? I'll let you know by the end. By, yeah, Perfect Day. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, Kettle. Well, thank you so much. Okay. Kettle had all the info tonight. All right, all right. Hmm. Good stuff, good stuff. All right. Let's see. I guess we can take a break, and then we're going to come back with the Kiss It list, because I'm sure we got plenty tonight. Ooh, we got so many tonight. We got to get them all in. We're going to take a quick break and come back and talk about the Kiss It list. Hey, this is Papa Didi. Join me on Friday night live at the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. And don't miss my segment called Living for the City and What's Poppin'. Hey, and, and join me. This is Red Wine with the Long Long Step, and I've got the hot topics in my commentary called I'm Just Saying. And don't forget the cocktail of the week for me, Shadow with the Yellow Top. I got the Hollywood wrap up along with Weird News. And don't forget, we've got the kitchen list. That's for the people who get on our last nerves and you want us to call them out. So join us on Blog Talk Radio for the Pajama Party. Every Friday night at 9 p.m. on the East Coast and 6 p.m. on the West Coast. Go to apajamaparty.com to listen online or follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. Call us live, 914-803-4306. And don't forget to press 1. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, what happened to the snack tray or the bartender? Does he want to see my slippers? I'll call the room service. Hi, welcome back to the Down Party One Papaditi. I'm here with Kettle. You there, Kettle? Yeah. Yes, I'm here. I was I was trying to check out the um new song by Al Green, Perfect Day. It seemed like it's a remake. Uh yeah, it's really? a remake by Lou Lou Reed. Nineteen seventy two classic, Perfect Day. So He's talking about wine and some other stuff, so I think it's on uh, RB. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, he didn't ran that church gamut, I guess. Hmm. Taking a break. Interesting. 
go to the bar, have a rum and coke, whatever. Uh, okay. All right. Well, probably need it. Hey, hey, hey. Don't talk about the rum and coke. Don't talk about the rum and coke. <laughs> you still on that rum and coke? Hmm. Yes, I, I am. Years ago. Cattle's still messing with it. All right, Papa Didi, can you tell everybody what is the world-famous pajama party kiss-it list? The kiss-it list is everybody showed their butt hiney over the last week or so, made a fool of themselves, and uh, we're going to put them on the kiss-it list, and we got a song for them and everything. First people I want to put on there is everybody but in the debate, everybody but uh, the Arkansas governor, Chris Christie, and uh, I'm not going to pin the Pence opened up a little bit when he was talking to that young boy. He, he opened up because yeah. <laughs> he was usually Mr. Conservative. Yeah, we don't have time that. for training on the job. Yeah, he, yeah, and um, everybody Mickey else. Haley, and Mickey Haley, you're right, Mickey Haley. One, two, three. Mickey did a good job. Four. The other four can go pound sand. Put them on a kiss at least. Yeah. And our girl, of course, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, yeah. All the she rest was of down there in Texas when Trump went to turn himself in. She went down there trying to give remarks and say something unnecessary. Or, or, I'm sorry, not Texas, Atlanta. She went to Atlanta? Yeah. Jesus. She was down there right. like somebody needed God, her. He just got a bunch of followers. Yeah. Oh, well, I tell you. Anyway, yeah, put Trump's ass on there in the oh, driver's seat. Oh, sure, team. he's on there. And whoever yeah. on his team uh, is pushing the sale of his mug shots on all that paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. Bumper stickers. And, and that picture was so staged, like the mean look. I mean, your 77-year-old has been. And can we talk Acting about like Trump so lying about tough. his weight being 215? Oh, God. Yeah, put that down there. I'm like, you're a lying liar, Trump is liar, 265 liar. all day. At least 250. For him to say 215, uh-uh. stop your lying. I'm saying 265. I said a minimum of 250. And yeah, that's man. on a day when you don't eat all day. At my age, I knew 265 when I see it, and that's it. I'm saying even if he went hungry all day, he still would be at least 250 plus. Yeah, so what do you say it was, 215? 215, 215 Yeah, Because they, they allowed look. him to fill out that intake sheet in advance. And he put They didn't do the usual. And he when said his hair there. color was blind or Strawberry arm. blonde. His hair color was listed as strawberry blonde. Yeah, okay. Who does that? Is that before or after the Grecian form? Oh, man. That's why Trump is all over the kiss it list. Um, I want to put FedEx on the kiss it list for firing that brother, DeMontario Gibson. We we covered that story last week. This is the brother from FedEx that was delivering packages, and these two white guys, father and son, chased him in their vehicles and then shot at him, mm-hmm. shot the vehicle, shot some packages in his vehicle. He went to court. The judge dismissed the case. and It was a mistrial. Yeah, they called it a mistrial, so the whole thing got dismissed. And now FedEx has fired him. FedEx says, hey, we, we tried to offer him a different position within the company, 
But the problem is that he's still under medical care. So his lawyer is saying, this man is still under the care of a physician. Why are you trying to press him to accept a job elsewhere in the company? He's not ready to return to work while he's under medical care. So FedEx was like, well, if you're not ready to come back to work, then we're going to fire yeah, you. They didn't want to deal with the whole thing. They, exactly. the fact that that case involved somebody shooting, FedEx no one. And plus, exactly. FedEx, you know what FedEx is glad about? That they didn't have none of their trucks on the scene. He was driving them with a U-Haul. Uh, a rental shit. car or something. Probably a Pensy or something like yeah, that. Yeah, some kind of rented car. That's why they shot his ass. They thought he was trying to rob some house or something. So FedEx is on the list. Um, who else? Uh, Kia. We got to put Kia, uh, the yeah. car mm-hmm. company, on the list. Uh, and what was that for again, Kettle? Uh, for not putting the anti-theft um, things in the car. Um, mm-hmm. So many cars got stolen. About 7,000 cars got broken into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So that's why Kia's on the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that man, that brother. Kia and Hyundai. Hyundai ain't got it either. Yeah. I'm a Hyundai yeah, guy. Hyundai. I'm a Hyundai guy and a Kia guy. And he need one got that protection. Uh, we got uh-huh. Harrison Floyd with all his other names. But ain't what I told the insurance company. I said, yeah, I got all that good shit. <laughs> Give me a discount. <laughs> uh, we got Harrison Floyd. A what rider? Flow rider? A rapper? Oh, flow rider, yes. Mm-hmm. And that was, uh, what was he doing? Baby surfing? Toss, tossing mm. babies around on concerts. Crazy. Crazy. Mm. Um, and the parents of the saying, baby who had a baby there at the concert. So. There you go. Uh, Harrison mm. Floyd, that's that black guy who got indicted with Trump who's sitting in jail now because he went lady. down there with no lawyer. Don't be, well, he had a he had a warrant anyway. Yeah, he was just stupid. Don't forget on, the young lady, too. Uh, yeah, whatever her name is. Cootie, Cuddy, Cuddy, Cootie. Cootie, whatever her name is. The other black woman that got Trevant, named. Tre, Trevant, Cootie, Cootie, K-U-T-T-I. Cuddy. Cuddy. Yeah. I want to call her Cootie, but Cuddy probably. She's on the list. I have Officer Messina. He's the cop who spoke with the lady about raffling the AR-15s to raise money for domestic violence. That was just crazy. Uh, We got Brett Bayer and Martha McCullen, those lame Fox commentators that were officiating the uh, Republican debate last night. And the audience at the debate for not shutting the hell up. Yeah, that too. And I got Kevin Hart for just being stupid enough to challenge a football player mm-hmm. to a foot race. I don't know what was on his mind. Uh, do we have anybody else? Mm. Anybody else, Kettle? No, are we missing anybody? No, I think that's it. All right, Papa Didi, last call. Anybody else? You see it, Marjorie Taylor Greene, right? Yeah, your girl. Oh, let me call out specifically uh, Florida Governor DeSantis, just for all of the craziness that he does. So keep him on the kiss-it list. Um, It was somebody else. Montgomery County Public Schools. They're going through some stuff because there's this big debate 
over the types of books that are in the school curriculum, including um, material that is LGBT plus leaning. And there are groups of people saying, why is this part of elementary school curriculum? I don't know what's happening with Montgomery County Public Schools it's in Maryland. Montgomery County and what state, though? In Mar- I said in Maryland. Huh. I don't know what's happening with them, but y'all need to figure that out. Because elementary school, come on now. Why is that Why is that in the mix? If people need to, if people want to tell or, or explain things uh, of, of sexuality and whatnot to their kids, why don't they do that at home? Why are you trying, why is the school trying to get into that on a grade level between one through six? Well, where are these books in the library? It's part of the curriculum. They're trying to blend it into the curriculum. It, it was, it was, um, Kettle, Kettle has some information on that. Right. Kettle, do you have that info? Right. It was a curriculum that they um, wanted to put into the schools, but um, because it's of people's um, religious beliefs and things of that nature, they didn't want their child to, um, you know, read those books. So it was like, you know, uh, two guys getting married and um, some other crazy stuff that they had. I mean, but come on now, what are we doing fifth and sixth grade? Uh, you know, it's just it's just not appropriate. I don't think. Yeah, but I remember it was. To, mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, so they were fighting to keep it out of the curriculum in the Maryland schools, and these um, parents, they, they lost that fight. You know, the judge mm-hmm. said, no, they have to do the curriculum. They can't opt out of the curriculum. That's the bottom line. So, mm-hmm. But I remember that one of the titles of the books was something of the effect of Pride Puppy. And I'm trying to understand, like, Why? Like, why don't y'all just focus on the basics, reading, writing, arithmetic, social studies? Why are you getting into sexuality in elementary school? You know, I I just don't understand it. I just feel like, you know, folk are just trying to do too much. I I think they need to just cut all of it. Don't deal with any kind of human sexuality, period. Gay, straight, bi, confused, otherwise cut all of it. Just deal with how to read, how to write, how to do arithmetic. Focus on that. Okay, so what we got what we got for them? Okay. <laughs> yeah, we got them all on the kissing list. We got a special prize for them. And here's my entire
All right. Welcome Woo. back to John Party. One who's Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Mm. Woo, we're down to the last word. I hope it was good for you, because it was good for me. What's your last word, Papa Didi? My last word is, uh, well, everything's out there now. I mean, looks like uh, this is the, uh, the wrap-up of uh, the indictments, the wrap-up of the first debate and everything, and... Uh, Everything else now is just uh, what's going forward, you know. Uh, the next debate, what's going on with Trump later on. And, and I mean, hopefully we can take a break until Labor Day and everything will subside into its own corner. You know, we got to hear from none of these knuckleheads or anything about that, you know. Because uh, I just think everybody's going to start drawing their own opinion on stuff, you know, instead of humpbacking. I'm just, I've seen too much humpbacking this weekend. Humpback, humpback, humpback. That debate was done but a big-ass humpback. Mm. People need to have their own damn opinion and stand up for themselves. Shit, what if Trump kicked the goddamn bucket? What you gonna turn to then? Shit, we all gonna die one day. We just don't know how or when. So don't don't put your eggs in too much of anybody's bed. Anyway, that's another story. All righty. Well, my last word is... Enjoy what's left of August because summer is coming to a close. Schools are open mm. and opening. If you have kids that are in school, you better get them together, get them back on the schedule. All this staying up all night, got to bring it to a close. Shut it down. It's over. Get everybody back on schedule. Get everybody back on track and oh, yeah. uh, make the most of it. Try to, you know, rein them all in and do what you got to do. It's a whole new season, whole new semester. Yeah. So let's all pull together and do what we got to do to help the babies learn. And break out them rakes because the leaves about to fall off oh, the yeah. damn trees. Oh, yeah. They have to rake the yards and all that stuff. So get what you can out of what's left this summer because it's about to be done. That's my last word. All oh, that getting light at 6 o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. Forget about it. All oh, that staying light till 8 o'clock at night. Forget about it. All right, Kettle, what's your last word? Oh, y'all trying to get out of here now. <laughs> uh, my last word is uh, do something productive this weekend. Um, if you have time to go down to the mart, maybe you'll make it down there. Maybe I'll see you down there uh, popping red wine down there at the mart. Yep. Um, okay. But uh, just be productive and uh, let's move forward in, 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 in this uh, struggle, this battle, or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, I'm just tired of this black and white thing. Um, but I guess, you know, us as African Americans, black, whatever you want to call us, we're going to be fighting to the very end. So that's, that's, that's how I'm feeling. Um, and also, I want to give a shout out to someone I've known. Since I was five years old, and they have a birthday coming up. Kudos to Red Wine. I hope you enjoy oh. your birthday. Uh, mm. Coming up, I know it's, it's a few days off, but uh, uh, like I said, kudos to you. Shout out to uh, sister, girl, friend, you've been everything. So uh, I love Aww. you, and uh, happy birthday. Oh, thank you, Carol. Mm-hmm. Love you, too, and All thank you right. so much. Uh, all righty, all right. My last one. All right. 
Well, that'll wrap it up for another edition of the Pajama Party Show. Last Friday in August. Last, is it really? Last Friday in August. Wow. Yeah, today's the 25. Yeah, you're Five right. Five and seven is two all day. That would be 32, and that oh, ain't what? true. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And blackjack, that's a bust. Yeah, that's a bust. If you got a five in blackjack and you get a seven, you busted. You're in trouble. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, we're going to say goodnight and get on out of here. Say goodnight, Papa Diddy. Right. Good night, everybody. Say goodnight, Kettle. Good night. And good night, everybody, from the Pajama Party Show. This is Red Wine. We're signing off. Peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatanti, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Good night.